Hey there, friend. Got a minute? I know you're really excited about listening to today's episode, but I got a great feeling you're going to want to hear about my latest creation, especially if you're the smart, forward-thinking kind of woman that I know you are. And if you're actively looking for ways to improve in your own self-care and wellness, consider this a sign, synchronicity, or just serendipity playing full out to bring a little clarity and fun your way. Now, you know I love to talk about self-awareness on this show because to know yourself is to bring more joy and confidence your way. So that's why I'm so excited to share with you all the deets on my latest creation, the What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz. The What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz helps you to appreciate your unique mix of divine feminine and divine masculine energy so that you can unlock your muse method. And your Muse method is your ideal self-care and wellness pathway based on your preferences, your way of being, and your unique take on life. I've gotten so many positive reviews from quiz takers who have absolutely fallen in love with their results. They ask me things like, how did you know this about me? Which brings my heart so much joy. And I want you to fall in love with your results too. To find out what your ideal self-care and wellness pathway is, here's what you got to do. You got to go to www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash quiz to answer 11 questions. You can literally be done in five minutes or less. And once you're done taking the quiz, your results will be flying into your inbox. And trust me, you're going to love your guide. So what are you waiting for? Go take the quiz today and I'll see you on the other side of your results. I see this so much and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because as women, we already give so much of ourselves to the world and we are our own toughest critics. I feel like it's a punishing behavior for feeling like you're not doing what you should be. Like you're living up to some ideal that is totally fake. You're playing the comparison game and you're not listening to your body's needs. And I know you want to exercise because you want to build a stronger body, but it shouldn't come at the expense of being your own best friend. Welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama Podcast, the place where busy mamas tune in to take out the struggle from the daily work-life juggle. I'm your host, Carla Diaz. I'm a married mama of three who jumped off the hot mess express and turned in her people-pleasing ways to become your personal cheerleader and encourager of dreams. Every week, you can expect simple and actionable tips on how to improve your own health and wellness. Are you ready to shift your mindset to go from that grouchy lady that your friends put up with to the joyful mama everyone wants to keep up with? Then this is the podcast for you. This podcast is sponsored by the five days to more energy so that you'll never skip a workout again challenge. In as little as five days, you can run away with all the best tips and tricks on how to naturally boost your energy to do more of the things that you love. For more information, you can go to this podcast show notes or you can check out www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash five day challenge. See you there. Hi, how are you? This is Carla Diaz, host of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. And I just want to thank you for joining me on today's episode, episode four. which is the five mistakes women make when it comes to working out. And as a health coach, I can say that I can speak to this because I see it time and time again. And 
I know us ladies, our heart is in the right place, but I just think that sometimes we need to think about things differently so that we can achieve what it is that we want to achieve, which is success and to to develop a consistent exercise habit. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is five things for you to keep in mind and to ask yourself as you're listening, do I do this? Do I know someone who do, who's doing this? And how can I help, right? Because we're all in this together and five mistakes, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of room for error there. There's a lot of room for improvement. And so that's why I'm glad that you're joining me today. Let's get started. Mistake number one is viewing exercise as a punishment. Now, how many times have any of you thought to yourself, okay, I just had that extra piece of cake. I had three slices of pizza. I had that supersized Coke. I need to go exercise. I've done it, and I know you've probably done it too. So why is this so bad, right? Like, you would think that, okay, you're motivated actually to work out, right? But the fact is, is that when you view exercise as a punishment, you are putting exercise in a bad light. And we know that exercise is a wonderful way to feel better about yourself. Um, I know certainly it's saved me so many times. It actually helped to relieve all the anxiety and the stress and overwhelm that I've had. Exercise was a big part in me feeling more in control of my life. But the problem with viewing exercise as a punishment is the fact that it kind of justifies you viewing food, certain foods, as bad. And, you know, you're better off as thinking as food in terms of how well does that food item serve you and also kind of approaching it like really paying attention to how food makes you feel. In this world where it's so easy to food shame and to to point fingers and say, oh, she's got a bad diet, like we don't need that extra pressure on ourselves. What we need to do is need to, to appreciate how food makes us feel and to be present in every meal and not like have this idea that, you know, that because we ate an extra slice of pizza that we did bad or we did wrong, you're, you're nourishing your body. I mean, is it the best way to nourish your body? There are other things that you can do, but you know, that's not the point of this, but it's really more about you understanding how food makes you feel. Like, I know that when I need to focus, I go for crunchy food because the crunch actually is, it's its good for me. It provides that sensory input that helps me to focus if I have to study or whatever. Um, or like, for example, like, you know, when you feel like you need a warm soup, when you're in need of, of a little more nourishment or you just need a little extra, there's, you know, warm foods always are so comforting. Um, so you're better able to make healthier long-term food choices when you pay attention to how food makes you feel versus labeling that food is bad and then further, you know, labeling exercise as punishment. Um, it just it just sets you in the wrong mindset. You're you're on this road to have a more joyful existence, to have more energy. And if you're starting by saying that you need to exercise because you ate extra, it's just, it's, you know, it's just a bad way. We, and again, like I know I'm saying bad way (laughs) after I'm telling you don't label things as good as bad, but the truth is, is that it's not really serving you to the highest potential when you start 
you know, placing judgment on decisions in that way. And conversely, the other thing, the flip side to all this is when you justify eating poorly by saying, well, I exercise, so now I can have that piece of cake. Look, if you just, if you want that piece of cake, just have it, okay? Have a taste, all right? Don't deprive yourself because all in all, what you're trying to do is you're trying to develop a healthy relationship with food and, you know, limiting yourself or labeling food as good or bad, it does more damage than good to you and to understand that it's really not so much what you're eating in the moment, but what you're eating long-term and over a long period of time. And the truth is also that you cannot work out a bad diet. So you have to put steps in place to encourage a healthy relationship with food. And unfortunately, viewing exercise as punishment is not the way to do it. Mistake number two, quitting and starting over. I have seen so many women do this, um, and I can't, I can't tell you how my heart breaks when I see this because, all right, and I, I've seen this in the space where, say, if you're working on a specific program and, you know, certain exercise programs, they have a schedule to follow, and a lot of times those schedules, they have you exercise consistently, like say it's either Monday through Friday or sometimes every day you're doing some form of exercise, whether or not some of those exercise days are active recovery days. The expectation is that you're going to be following that schedule consistent consistently. So a lot of times, say if you're in a group and you start to fall behind, there is that tendency to start playing the comparison game. And, you know, you'll look at, let's say Tina's, you know, she's hitting every workout, she's doing great. And then say you missed out a workout or two over the week and you start thinking, oh my God, I'm not as good as Tina. You start to compare yourself. And then what happens is that you stop or you say, hey, you know what? I messed up last week. I'm going to start again fresh next week. And then I'm going to do the exercise program perfectly. The problem with stopping and starting over is the fact that you're negating, you're not giving yourself the credit that you put in the work to do all those workouts. So yeah, I can see the tendency the tendency to want to be at everyone's level, but you're not working out for everyone else. You're working out for yourself. So stopping and starting over is so damaging because like I said, you're not giving yourself the credit. You put in that time um, and you're putting so much pressure on yourself and it's unnecessary. Um, and I feel like I know that being results-driven does have its pros, but I think also it's hard. It's hard to stay so results-driven all the time because it is such a big commitment. I feel like if we appreciated the process more or we appreciated that we showed up for that day and in that moment, that we'd be able to be more forgiving of ourselves or, or give ourselves more grace and realize that it really is a process and one day you're going to have a great workout and then or one week you'll have a great workout system going but the next week it'll be different and you can't beat yourself up about it. So that's why I feel like stopping and starting over um, is another mistake that a lot of women make and, and they just give themselves so much more anxiety than it's necessary. So bottom line, the next time that you feel like you're going to give up to start over, stop. Please don't do that. 
you know, give yourself permission to be human. We are not perfect and our exercise habits are not always going to be perfect. The point is to be consistent over time. That's how you develop a good exercise habit. Mistake number three is forcing yourself to do it when you're tired. Who is guilty of this? You can quietly raise your hands. Uh, I see this so much and you guys have to remember, I mean, I've been in the virtual exercise support group space for a very long time and it's great in the sense that you get that accountability partner, that accountability group. But again, like you have a tendency to see people like they'll act, you know, women, we're, we're very honest with our feelings and, um, you know, we want to be understood. And, and so we'll say things like, oh, I, you know, I didn't really feel like doing it. I forced myself to do it. We are beating ourselves up because we're tired. And, you know, this breaks my heart because as women, we already give so much of ourselves to the world and we're our own toughest critics. Again, I feel forcing yourself to do something is like a punishing behavior um, and you're living up to some ideal that is fake. And again, you're playing the comparison game when you feel like, oh, someone else is doing this, other people, why, like, why can't I get my act together? But the reality is, is you're, you're just not listening to your body's needs. And I know, I know you want to exercise because you want to build a stronger body. You want to feel healthier. You want to feel good in your own skin. But, you know, you shouldn't do it at the expense of being your body's best friend. And I just want to let you know that exercise itself is stress on the body. When your body is tired, it's already going through stress. So why why are you going to add more stress to it? It just, it doesn't make sense. So that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about this because it's so important to be in tune with what your body's telling you. And I know that modern living does not allow us to do that. Modern living has us very distracted. So that's why it's even more important when you're committing to living a healthier life, that you also have a healthy mindset and healthy habits associated with, you know, this pursuit of being healthier. And, and the reality is also that we as women, because of our menstrual cycle, we are different every week of our cycle. And guess what? During one part of your cycle, the recommendation is to rest, not to push yourself. So because when you're, you're, when you're pushing yourself, even when you feel like you need a break, you're not respecting your feminine energy. And so now you're like, okay, Carla, like, what is feminine energy? Well, we're going to get to that. So that's a, another conversation for another day, but we will get to that. So if you're curious to know a little bit more about feminine in- energy and ladies, it's a good idea to, to uh, educate ourselves on that. Just the bottom line, if you're constantly pushing yourself, you are not only leaving yourself to be physically tired, but you're emotionally tired as well. And then there's the other thing that I I don't want to forget about, but that's a very real fact that when you're tired or when when you're hurting and you keep pushing yourself, you are opening yourself up to injury and you're opening yourself up to getting sick. Because again, too much stress on the body 
lowers your immune system, and causes illness. So think about what you're doing when you're forcing yourself to exercise and you really don't want to. If you want to get some movement in, instead of doing that HIIT workout, go for a walk. Go for a walk, clear your thoughts, okay? That'll do your body much more good than forcing it to do a HIIT workout that you're just not in the mood for or your, your body really is asking you not to do it. Mistake number four is looking at modifications as weakness. And so when I talk about modifications, I'm talking more like say if you're doing a workout video or if you are in a group exercise class because, you know, the idea is is that you're doing an exercise, right, and you see the personal trainer or the group fitness exercise instructor in front of you doing a certain level of intensity. So I know that you aspire to be like that personal trainer, but you can't look at modifications as weakness because, you know, you may very well need to modify that position. And and when you look at modifications as weakness, you are, again, not respecting your level of fitness. And you're also opening yourself up to injury. Oh, and here's another thing when you look at modifications as weakness. You know, the modifications are there so that everyone can feel good about exercising. And if you're not taking the the modified exercise when you should be, you're pretty much robbing yourself of what could be a more enjoyable experience. It's so important to have this mindset of acknowledging where you are in this moment because it empowers you. And it allows you to be present in where you are right now. And it's just really just such a healthy behavior just to say, I'm okay with where I am right now. That doesn't mean I'm always going to be where I am. And of course, the goal is to make improvements and advance and progress. But just respect where you are right now because that's all that you have. If you chase perfection you're going to lose all the time. You're going to feel so bad about yourself and it's totally not worth it. So when you opt out of doing the modification, there is a very real risk that you can mess up on your form. You're going to start using the wrong muscles and you're going to put an unnecessary strain on your back, your, you know, the ligaments, the tendons, um, Other things that I think about is like your breathing gets all wonky and that can affect the health of your pelvic floor. Uh, And like I said, it also can cause back pain. Respecting where you are prevents you from injury and allows you to continue with your exercise habit. So don't, don't be afraid to modify. In fact, modify first just to see where you are. And if you can do it, then bump up to meet the personal trainer where he or she is. All right, so I've talked about viewing exercise as punishment, quitting and starting over, forcing yourself to exercise when you're tired, and then looking at modifications as weakness. So the last mistake that I want to talk about is failing to make water your BFF. So what do I mean by that? Well, I just want to start by asking you, how much water are you drinking? And I'm not talking about the water that you get from certain foods like watermelons that are really juicy or soups. 
But specifically, I want to know if you're tracking your water intake. I'll tell you, as a person who doesn't have a natural thirst, before I appreciated this simple little trick, um, and again, I didn't, I didn't always like drinking water. I was an iced tea girl. <laughs> um, but the more that I, the, once I appreciated drinking water, it was a game changer for me to be able to do a full 30-minute workout versus giving up five minutes in because I was so out of breath or I just couldn't keep up and I was tired and, and, and my heart rate was, you know, my heart was pumping. And the truth is, is that when you're not drinking enough water, you're dehydrated. And when you're dehydrated, you are more likely to feel brain fog. Like I said, your heart rate increases. Uh, your heart starts to work harder. Your, your breathing rate goes through the roof. And it, like I said, it makes exercising more difficult. So that's not to say that when I say that, you, you know, making water your BFF, that's the only thing you have to do. Of course, it's important for you to think about your nutrition as well. And that's another pitfall. But again, I mean, I could talk to you about this all day. And so instead, what I'd like to do is I will leave the nutrition discussion for another day. So make sure if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, because when I talk about that, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about nutrition, you're not going to want to miss that episode. All right. So the idea is to remove the barriers that make the experience of moving your body, getting your blood pumping, all the good things that exercise can do for you, getting that endorphin rush. The idea is to remove all the barriers that make the habit of exercising regularly difficult to keep. Truth time. Now that we've reviewed five mistakes that women make when it comes to starting an exercise habit, I want you to think about how many of those mistakes that you're doing. And I want you to, the next time you decide to work out, I want you to think about those things and I want you to give yourself grace. I want you to give yourself permission that you're human and that you care about the vehicle that is your body, but you're not going to abuse it because you feel like you have to keep up with others. You're only in this race for yourself. And if you really want to experience more joy and more energy, you have to appreciate everything that your body does for you in this moment. So don't think about what you look like and maybe if you don't like the way that you look in the mirror, you are beautiful just the way that you are. And the fact that you want to take care of yourself, that is a brave thing because it's so much easier for you to just sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix, whatever you like to watch. <laughs> it's so much easier to do that. But if you keep doing that, you're going to notice if you really start to pay attention that you don't feel good. And Living a healthier life and, and committing to making healthier lifestyle choices is the first step to taking back control in your life. So that's why I wanted to come and talk to you about the five mistakes that you know women make because the truth is, is that nobody's perfect. In fact, perfection is the thief of joy. Now, if by any chance you feel like, ah, I would love to start exercising, but I don't have energy to do it, I'd like to invite you to take my five days to more energy challenge. 
Now, I've put my heart and soul in this challenge to give you the best tips and tricks so that you never skip a workout again. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've had a lot of fun talking to you about what I've observed as a health coach. And I just want to let you know that the joyful, energetic mama in me sees the joyful, energetic mama in you. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. I hope that you found it enjoyable and valuable. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you really feel like you love what you learned, I'd love for you to share this with your friends so that everybody can have a little more joy and energy in their lives. And again, you're always welcome to check out my challenge on how to get more energy in just five days. Until then, see you the next episode.